Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick. During this edition, we pay tribute to the late Joseph Scheidler, the founder and president of the Chicago-based Pro-Life Action League. Mr. Scheidler authored Closed, 99 Ways to Stop Abortion and Racketeer for Life. But he did not just write or speak about life issues. He was on the front lines of pro-life activism. Mr. Scheidler was a 2017 Illinois Family Institute Voice of Truth recipient and a leader of the Speak Out Illinois Pro-Life Coalition. I counted Joe as a friend who greatly influenced my views on life and life activism. I had the pleasure of interviewing Mr. Scheidler dozens of times over the last 30-plus years. He never failed to inform. Here's an edited portion of my last full interview with Mr. Scheidler. Our conversation was recorded on July 15th of last year near the big Planned Parenthood abortion center in Flossmoor. On a sunny, hot day, the 92-year-old Mr. Scheidler was participating in the Pro-Life Action League's Face the Truth Tour. That annual event features life volunteers holding signs and pictures that are hopeful while others show and express the grim reality of abortion. As you'll hear, Mr. Scheidler was not one to mince words about the need to protect and promote life. Joe, you're a veteran of the Face the Truth tours. I've been covering them for some time now. doesn't seem like anything changes all that much, but what about the reaction to the photographs over the years? Well, Monty, we've had every reaction you can imagine from people stopping and telling us that these pictures have changed their whole mind on abortion. They just never realized the baby starts looking like a human being so early on. Uh, On one of our truth tours, we counted 22 women who actually stopped, parked their cars, just to come over to tell us that the pictures had changed their mind. One woman was on her way to have an abortion. So we've had that reaction, but we've had a lot of negative reaction too. A lot of people go by and yell, my choice. We're called stupid. We've had things thrown at us. Uh, We've had cars look like they're going to drive right into us and then pull away. But we've been doing this now for 20-some years, and they say seeing is believing. You know that uh, a picture is worth 10,000 words and so on, and we find that to be true. I was brought into the movement by a picture. I saw a picture of an aborted baby uh, that was on a pamphlet that was put out by John and Barbara Wilkie years and years ago, back in 1972. And that changed me and made me look into abortion and study it and realize that everybody really knows the scientific fact of fertilization. Do you find, though, that people are just growing even more insensitive, more immune to what they're seeing? Yeah, they know abortion is ugly, but you have comedians bragging and laughing about their abortions now. That's true. The whole society has changed, I think. We're we're not thinking things through hardly at all. Uh, We go by slogans. And you're right, they joke about abortion. Denial can go any direction and as far as it wants. So that uh, you take something as horrible as killing a, a child and make a joke out of it. 
but it's what's happening to our society. We become insensitive. I think uh, the 2020 Face the Truth Tour is a fresh reminder of what's happening near our homes, what's happening near my home, and the battle must go on. The battle between good and evil, right and wrong, and so on, has gone on from the beginning. And so you start out with one evil, one denial, you grow and grow in that until you become evil. You become evil and it's, you have a very uh, dangerous place in society because that will draw other people into evil. Good is exactly the other way. Joe, I think these graphic photographs that are shown during the Face the Truth tour humanize the baby victims of abortion. And I think that's especially important right here in Illinois where our state's expansive abortion law dehumanizes the unborn and offers them no civil rights protection. Not only no protection for the unborn child, but actually money is granted for poor people to have free abortions. Uh, that makes it more acceptable, more available. Uh, abortion clinics stay open during the pandemic when they're closing all kinds of churches, and so, but the abortion clinics stay open and the abortionists go ahead plying their trade. And I know many, many ex-abortionists, people who learned that they couldn't, they had to quit doing abortions. I know uh, women who had abortions and then decided to fight against them. But in these times where people are so confused anyway, for people to go in t t and have a baby killed, it will have a reaction, not only on society cheapening the human being, but also on the person having the abortion, causing them to live a life of a lie. They're living a lie. And eventually that lie comes home to them and they, ha they try to deny it for years. And then toward the end, when they're getting old and they realize they don't have this child or grandchildren and so on, they can become suicidal, they become depressed, they lose hope, and, and they don't think they can get better. I've yeah. met so many of them. If, if I were only, not even showing these pictures, just showing pictures of women uh, weeping and screaming and tearing their hair because of the abortions, I would fight against abortion for the women because of the suffering they're going to go through. Does the Face the Truth tour, in a way, help to lay the groundwork for the upcoming 40 Days for Life prayer campaign to end abortion? They all work together, yes. The prayers are absolutely essential. Going out to the clinics is essential. And Ora et Labora was the motto I lived under as a Benedictine monk for four years. And it's, uh, it's a motto to go by, pray and work. Do those two things. Don't just pray, but also put your prayer into action. And so that's what the truth to us are. That's what the 40 days is going to be. That's what all of our activities are. They're uh, prayer and work. The Face the Truth Tour is nonpartisan, but it seems to offer an indirect message to voters that they should vote for pro-life candidates and work for the election of pro-life candidates. Absolutely. Our, our government uh, 
is of the people, and the people should elect those who believe in the value of human life, in uh, the beauty of family, of marriage, and so on. And so I would say a party that has in its platform support for abortion should never be voted for because you're voting for death. And a party that protects life, that tries to protect life at least, should be your party, always. I don't have to say which is which, but I, I could not be a Democrat. I could not possibly be a Democrat. You know, I told one of my church leaders that if they voted for a particular candidate who supported abortion, even taxpayer-funded abortion, that the blood of the unborn would be on their hands right. for that vote. Am I off the mark? Not at all. You are on the mark. If you vote for uh, a candidate that supports abortion, you are voting for the killing of helpless, innocent children, period. You have to be totally pro-life to be uh, acceptable for a believing person, a person who believes in, in God and in life and so on. Uh, you, that you have to vote for candidates and you can say, well, he's good on other issues. There's no issue greater than human life. The late Joseph Scheidler, the founder and president of the Chicago-based Pro-Life Action League. More of our conversation from the 2020 Face the Truth Tour after this. Chinese social media has their scapegoat for COVID for the Colson Center. I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Third century Christian apologist Tertullian once wrote, If the Tiber floods the city, if the Nile refuses to rise, at once the cry is raised, Christians to the lions. Well, it's 1,800 years later and Asian news reports that strange and anonymous messages on Chinese social media are blaming Christian gatherings and activities for a recent Christmas time spike in COVID cases in the Hebe province. Except, due to government restrictions, there were no religious gatherings or activities over the holidays. This artfully constructed fake news is intended to justify further restrictions on Christians. Local Christians deny the reports, but the damage has already been done. Like the saying goes, a lie travels halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. This is especially true when, again, to quote Tertullian, what matters to our enemies is not our actual guilt, but simply the confession of the Christian name. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. During this edition, we pay tribute to the late Joseph Scheidler, the founder and president of the Chicago-based Pro-Life Action League. Our interview with Mr. Scheidler was recorded during the league's annual Face the Truth Tour in July of last year near the big Planned Parenthood abortion center in Flossmoor. Mr. Scheidler is the author of Closed, 99 Ways to Stop Abortion and Racketeer for Life. I recommend both books. Well, um, Closed 99 Ways is a little bit outdated now because we've got so many more ways. And I thought of rewriting and I thought, oh, well, we've got the Internet and everything else. Uh, but Racketeer for Life is a story of uh, basically our being charged with racketeering for being pro-life and costing the abortionists money. We didn't make any money. But anyway, that uh, went through the courts for 20-some years, 
and we went to the Supreme Court three times and finally were exonerated, got our house back and so on, and got a little stipend from the National Organization for Women. But uh, it's an interesting book because it tells pretty much the history of activism in the United States because I worked with uh, other groups all over the country, California, to, and even up in Canada and in uh, England and Ireland and France. We worked with some of the, the big names there that were pro-life leaders in their countries. So uh, it's, it's been an international effort to save life. Joe, as you mentioned, uh, Illinois now denies civil rights for the unborn. There are essentially no restrictions on even late-term abortions, and taxpayers are forced to fund abortions. When it comes to the life cause here in Illinois, have we lost the battle? Do we just give up? Well, we have the worst law in the country because the, the doctors and the, and the politicians have discussed the fact that if the baby is aborted alive, the rule is you take care of it. It's a live-born baby. But in Illinois, the doctor and the woman, the abortionist and the woman, can decide whether or not to let the baby live. In other words, you can put it in a closet, let it lie on the table until it suffocates or stops breathing. And so actually our law allows even uh, codified murder, murder that's in the books. And Joe, our state is ready for the possibility of Roe versus Wade being overturned. Yeah. yeah. They don't want any thing at all to threaten abortion in Illinois. Yeah, it's one of the worst abortion states in the nation, along with New York and California and so on. Uh, even if Roe v. Wade were overturned, uh, they have provisions for making their own laws. Well, Joe, it really seems kind of dismal here in Illinois, on the life issue especially. How do we turn the tide? Well, as I said before, we pray and we work. We go out to the clinics. We go where the women go. We talk to them. We offer them help. We also come out here on the highways to let the man on the street. Maybe some woman driving by is going to an abortion. So we have a long, hard fight. We have to write, take every chance we get to go on radio or TV, get in the newspapers, be out in public, let people know who the candidates are, what they stand for, which ones are pro-abortion, which are pro-life, and so on. We have a big job to do. And uh, we know in the end we win because God wins. We're on God's side. There's no question about that. The devil is having his day all over the world, but he loses in the end. Well, here at the Face the Truth Tour in Flossmoor, there's a good sign that God is still on the throne because right across the street from Planned Parenthood is an aid for women pro-life pregnancy care center. Right. God is still at work. Oh, yes, and this is happening all over the country. We are putting up uh, assistance for women, aid for women, offices all across the country. We have three times more of them than the abortionists have clinics. And uh, more and more they're building these right across from the abortion clinic uh, so that the women have that choice to turn around and go get help immediately. But anyway, it's, it's a fight 
I don't think we're losing the fight because I know many of the people who have turned around, doctors who have turned around, Tony Levitino and MacArthur Hill and, and just hundreds of doctors that we've had. We've made movies of the Meet the Abortion Providers, Abortion the Inside Story, abortionists that have become pro-life and are now working very hard to save babies and mothers. Uh, the, the, the truth is getting out probably more than we realize. But the fear is that our legislature will make abortion even more readily available here in Illinois with either the repeal or watering down of our Parental Notice of Abortion Act. Young girls having abortions without their parents' knowledge. That's right. Well, that's, they've been doing that for years anyway. It's true that the state is pro-abortion. The lead, most of the leaders in the state are pro-abortion. But we still, it's a one-on-one. You save one life at a time. You save one woman at a time. You can't just change society's mind on this overnight. People are going to have to think about it, hear about it, see it. It has to become an issue. And it's become too common and too easy to get and cheap or free. And uh, there's not much we can do about that. We try to, but working in Illinois legislatively is, is a tough, tough job. I have great admiration for the people in that work. I like the activists work right out here on the highway where I can have a woman pull over and say, I've canceled my abortion because of these pictures today. Joe, we face a tough fight in Illinois in particular when it comes to the life issue with so many uh, pro-abortion lawmakers in place. But even when we had a majority, we got very little passed because either the governor will veto it or people just ignore it. It's amazing how many people, even when abortion clinics were more restrictive, there were even there were actually more abortions because nobody uh, in government uh, actually enforced these laws that made it harder to get an abortion. So I leave that to the legislators and I admire the ones that are running and I tell people to vote for only pro-lifers, but my job is on the street. I'm an activist, a street fighter, always have been. Joe, I'd like to get your thoughts on a couple of issues facing the nation right now. Black Lives Matter. That movement has been essentially silent on abortion and its impact in the black community. Well, why do you think that is? Well, it's pro-abortion. That's why it is. It doesn't give it, care anything about uh, black lives in the womb. Sounds good, Black Lives Matter, and they do. But when they cut off a whole uh, population of the, the unborn black lives, they're just uh, putting on a show. And uh, so many of these organizations that pretend to be care about other uh, nationalities and races and so on are phony as baloney. Look at them tearing up things and running around uh, knocking over statues of Christ even. And so... You know, they call it the cancel culture. Yeah. I would go a couple steps further. It's the destroy culture. Oh, yeah. It's to annihilate if they can possibly do it get rid of anything good at all. So then they're all basically socialist communists and want to change the country. They actually want to change our constitution, change our way of life. And if the Democrats get in, say goodbye to America the beautiful. It will be America the ugly.
Well, I'd like to get your thoughts on the Supreme Court ruling in favor of the Little Sisters of the Poor and their fight against providing contraceptives and drugs that induce abortion. Now, Joe Biden is saying he would end the contraceptive exemption. Of course he would. He's for anything, anything that the liberals want. And they, they want the contraception, they want gay marriage, they want abortion, all, all evil things they stand for. By contrast, Donald Trump arguably has been our most pro-life president. What do you say? Absolutely. Donald Trump has attended our pro-life marches. He actually took part in, in the march last uh, January. Uh, he has cut off Planned Parenthood funding. And Trump has actually appealed to the pro-life movement, has taken advice from pro-life leaders, and as I say, was the first president ever to attend and speak at a pro-life march where he talked about the unborn by that name and talked about Christ and talked about God and really has been the best president we've ever had from the pro-life point of view. The late Joseph Scheidler, the founder and president of the Pro-Life Action League during the 2020 Face the Truth Tour. Our condolences to Ann and Eric Scheidler and the entire Scheidler family. And my thanks to Mr. Scheidler for his friendship, the many interviews, and his pro-life guidance that helped preserve the life of my daughter who gave me two grandsons. Please support his work, the work of the Pro-Life Action League. Their phone number is 773 777-2900. Thank you, Joseph Scheidler.